Hi, welcome to What's the Word. I'm your host, Jamie McFadden, and I'm so excited to have you here. This podcast is about all things wellness. Each week, we will focus on a word of the day, and I interview some of the most inspirational people I know and share that inspiration with you. Join me. Let's learn together on What's the Word. This is the place where I Welcome back to What's the Word? Today, I am so excited because we're going to be celebrating something with our guest today. Our guest on What's the Word is Sam Kabert. He's an entrepreneur, a multiple four-time author, podcaster, and one of Silicon Valley's 40 Under 40. Sam is going to share with us some of the events that led him to go from a very busy, busy, busy to-do mindset and connecting to his spirituality and his mission now of sharing the message of creating and curating a soul life balance. He also runs a brand known as Wizard Teams, which are virtual assistants. And like I said, today we're celebrating because his fourth book just came out. This most recent book, which I am so pumped to get reading, is called Soul Life Balance. And that's what we're going to focus on today in this interview Sam, this is something that we could all use so much more of. I'm so happy to have you on. How are you doing? Doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Jamie. Yeah, so happy, yeah. so pumped. So you chose the word because everyone chooses the word. You chose the word integrate, which by definition means literally combining one thing with another to become whole. What does that mean to you? And how is that resonating in your life right now? Alchemy, right? I, I'm glad you uh, looked up the definition. I didn't ex expect that. That's awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. So for me, you know, back in 2019, when I'll let you take this whichever way you want to go, but I went into a very numbing downward spiral of depression. And, you know, for a long time, I had just been working so hard. I like to say that I had a podcast back then called Mojo Mondays, which is now Soul Seeker. That's my main podcast. It kind of transformed, but that's neither here nor there. The reason why I bring that up is because there's always this talk of like Friday, like, oh, happy Friday. And that never really resonated for me. And a lot of people talk about like the Sunday scaries going back to the work week on Monday. For me, it was more of like this Thursday scaries. And I would get anxiety thinking like, oh, how am I going to spend my time over the weekend? And mm -hmm. truly, like I just had blinders on and I stopped all the hobbies that I was interested in, everything was evolving around work. And um, as for a lot of people that can relate to this, like how the depression started was through a breakup. And it was never like that breakup that I was so depressed about, because once I started, that's what prompted me to go like inward. And then once I did go inward and really start to see like my thought patterns, explore plant medicine and everything else, I realized it was so much more than just being a quote unquote workaholic, but also how I was using distractions, like always watching football and sports and being addicted to fantasy football, things like that, that I, I was just like asleep very much. So I spent nearly three years, the past three years, um, going inward and really discovering, not really discovering, but remembering like universal existential truths and all of that has been integration. And for me, it feels like 
Joseph Campbell's model of the hero's journey, the 12 step hero's journey, which like every story or movie is based on where I'm at is that 12th step, which is like bringing the elixir back to the people. I, I think it was bringing the medicine back to the people, which means integrate. So yeah, my book is all about this way of being around soul life balance as a per, uh, as opposed to work life balance because work is truly a component of life it's not like we're living two separate lives and we have a personal life and a work life even though we say that all the time and mental health has been something i've been passionate about for 10 15 years um mm. i'd say through some traumatic experiences and whatnot like anytime there's an opportunity to support a nonprofit, I always uh, lean towards mental health and the whole, the whole interest of mine and where I'm at now in this past three years is around mental health. And I'm of the belief of whether you're religious, spiritual, or even agnostic, you know, connecting with what soul means to you, like what was that mean to you is more important than putting work first and then looking at your life, right? Because if you yeah. even look at work-life balance, this is interesting, but the W comes, uh, W for work and life, L, usually we would put the things that's closer to like the A first, it would be like life work balance, but it's like mm -hmm. the subliminal message of putting work first. So all of that to say, that's kind of um, very high level what integration and soul life balance means to me. Wow. Well, thank you so much. I feel like we just dove right in. And I love, like I said, from the moment that you and I got connected, it was an, it, it was an immediate, like, okay, we got this soul contract we know. And for anyone that's watching this or listening and going, well, what is that even we'll get into that at some point, but really what I want to dive into is you tapped on something that, well, a few things that I just want to really go back on so many people not just in the last two years, but specifically talking about the last two years through this wild wave we've all experienced, have plummeted into, you know, uh, not having a good work-life, soul-life balance, um, just surviving. Um, you know, I feel like there's been a huge polarity in so many ways, like even internally for people. And I'd love to hear your perspective on when someone's listening to this right now going, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this. I want to create more of a soul life balance, but I don't even know where do I begin? Like, where does one even start with that? Yeah, that's such a great question. And a lot of times in like mindfulness or spirituality, things like that, we always start saying things like journaling or meditation and things like that. For me, it's not so much like all the things you may or may not have heard like that. It's as simple as reflection. Adyashanti is a spiritual leader. He's an author and he's very well known. And I, I was fortunate enough to see him speak a few years ago. And he was speaking about the lost art of porch gazing, right? Like how many of us, whether it's actually on your porch, a lot of us, at least in Silicon Valley, don't really like porch gazing like that seems like more of like a Western thing to us. Right. <laughs> but whatever it means to you going outdoors and just contemplation and reflection, you know, it doesn't have to be this, this big intimidating thing for some people to meditate mm -hmm. because meditating is hard. Journaling is hard as well. And anytime we're asked to sit with our thoughts, it's hard. Like, I, as you know, I'm really into yoga and um, a lot of people at first, my friends didn't understand it. They're like, that's too slow for me. It's boring. And I go, 
well, because you're in resistance, right? I mean, because right. it brings up all this stuff, like the asanas, the postures in yoga are designed to bring up things in the internal. So a good place to start to answer your question, I think is just contemplation and reflection. And that can be as easy as going for a walk outside, or maybe it is indoors, whatever it is, but just like stopping and breathing you know how many times do we take intentional breaths and same thing with breath work there's these breath work journeys that go on for like 60 minutes that are just breathing that are absolutely transformational and there's also similar uh, not similar but there's um easier practices like box breathing or mm. alternate nost nostril breathing things like that that take a few minutes but i'm not even talking about any of that. I'm just saying sitting here and connecting with your breath, just taking a few intentional breaths. And if you do practice something like box breathing, which is inhaling, say for like three seconds, holding your breath at the top for three, exhaling for three, and then holding for three seconds at the bottom, and then go through three rounds of that and working your way up from like three seconds to maybe four, then five and six. If you do that, just by holding the breath at the top, and then slowly exhaling, you literally get put in a different state. And it's not like this psychedelic releasing DMT or super wild thing. It's a relaxation um, thing, really, because when we exhale, it activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which calms us down. So simple things like connecting with your breath, contemplation and reflection are great places to start. And there's so much more from there. Wow. Okay. So now I want to also acknowledge the fact, cause I didn't even say this, but I have been taking some of your yoga classes, which I love. And I'm so happy to have you in the yoga community. Cause as someone that I too, and I feel you and I have many similarities on this. We both know what it's like to hit the grind and to go, 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 and to be manifesting, to be generating, to be making things happen. And at the same time, slowing down really is the, I feel like the ticket, like the key, yeah. right? Once we slow down and allow that stuff to really just sink in, ground ourselves, all of a sudden it becomes so much more clear what it is like that we desire, that we feel, that we need, that we want, all that stuff. Um, and so I want to know, you know, share with us, like, what are you most excited about with this book? What do you want people to get from this book? I, that's a really good question. And it's funny because when I first started the idea of the book nearly three years ago, I would have told you something different. And even mm -hmm. when I really started writing the book, like getting serious about it, around May of 2021, almost a year ago, I would have also told you something different. And even just maybe four or five months ago, I would have told you something different because it started out as talking to more workaholics and being, I don't want to say PG, but like easy concepts that were re relatable for most people that weren't really spiritual. But as I continue to write and really, you know, sit with contemplate and reflect what's alive in me and what's most important, I got a lot deeper and it became something that is very existential. It's very esoteric, if you will. And I just want to, uh, I, my intention is open up people's eyes to what's out there, you know, for people that are interested in the message, 
but also give them tactical tools and resources. There are so many resources in the book. Like I use stories of what I've went through. So it's relatable, but more than anything, like the subtitle of the book is a guide to igniting and uh, igniting and integrating spiritual awakenings. Mm. And it's got so many resources and that's really what it is. It's the guide. So if you're someone who's listening, thinking like, oh, since maybe it's the lockdown, like kind of you alluded to where that kind of forced most, a lot of us to question things and go a little bit more inward. This book would give you those tools. And it starts off with unprogramming, you know, because there's so much conditioning of our society. And for me, I thought it was really important to, you know, address that head on. So Yeah. yeah, there's a lot there. Well, I love that. And I love how we got connected through mutual friend that obviously has helped on, you know, producing my or publishing my book and now has helped you on your book. And now we're teaming up on different things. And it's, you know, just thinking about this element of the universal energy and what we're literally putting forth is in fact coming towards us in that same way. And all of these events that are happening around us, um, you know, are magical when we can look at it that way. And from someone that, you know, I'm so thankful that we've connected and I'm so excited to just honor what you do, because I think that you are so relatable, that there are so many people that I personally know myself included, where you've inspired me, Sam, to dive into my own spirituality more. You've inspired me as a self-care specialist to question things that maybe I never even questioned before. And so for anyone that's listening to this right now, I'm, you're hearing it straight from me that it's really beautiful when you can hear what Sam's saying and learn a little bit more about him to know that he's a wonderful guide that this book, I'm sure is just going to help so many people open that light, you know, to open that and shine that light there. And, um, I love that you even brought up, you know, the reality that you went through some depression, not even that long ago, a few years back, that was the catalyst for your change based on a relationship ending. Right. When you said that, I guarantee, I know myself and probably everyone that's listening right now is like, yep, felt that before in some way, shape or form, right. In some, some way. So what are you now now that you've really dove in, right? You've dove into your spirituality, you've dove into changing your lifestyle, you've dove into yoga, you've dove into breath work, all these different things in your spirituality and your soul. What are you most excited about right now? Well, in this moment, it's guitar <laughs> and it's play. Like, honestly, um, what's really cool is it, I, I, to get deep for a second here, mm-hmm. you know, my Please. thing always comes back to, I just don't want to be on this planet anymore, not necessarily suicidal kind of way, but like anytime I have massive highs or I'm in lows, like I feel like in the highs, it's just like, it's not obviously it's not like when I'm feeling on top of the world, like, Oh, I don't want to be here. But then it's not like when I go crashing down to a pit where it's like, I'm done, I'm done. It's just like this undertone of even when I am loving life, still something always felt off, but through doing all my integration, I'm just in the best place in my life. I feel as great, most fulfilled as I ever have. And I'm truly exploring and embodying play. Like for me, one of the things um, 
I've never felt at home in my body, comfortable in body in my body, which is one of the reasons why I've loved yoga so much. And in November and December of 2021, I decided to do a yoga teacher training, not to become a yoga teacher, but because I've liked yoga so much and I want to get to know the practice more and things like that and really integrate a lot of the medicine and different work I've done in the past couple of years. On the other side of that, I decide that, yes, I do want to be a yoga teacher and I'm teaching now a couple of times a week. And, you know, that's perfect for me. I don't have much more time, more than that, that I'd want to teach. And that's been a really good exercise of like leadership and, and using my voice. So I really enjoy teaching yoga and play. I've been so much more playful in all the variety of ways. I've played guitar for a couple of years in high school, but I was terrible and I've, I've never been musically inclined. I've always had so much anxiety when it comes to dancing and I'm starting to turn the corner on that and picking up the electric guitar and like expressing myself through like rock, like heavy metal and things like that. It's just been really fun. And I'm, I'm excited about a lot right now, to be honest. Um, but it's cool. Cause I have my guitar in my home office right next to my computer. I can see it right now and I can just <laughs> pick it up in between things and play a little bit, you know, and it's also a nice way for people that are still trying to transition into working from home. I've been working from home for at least five years or so, like the majority of the time. And I wouldn't say I've ever really got it down, but now that the guitars in the office, it's made the office vibe so much more playful. So I also invite people that are working from home. How can you bring in more play? to where you do your war work. So it's not so much so mundane. And that goes for the office too. I'm not suggesting to bring, you know, a djembe drum or, you know, a guitar and an amp to the office and annoy your coworkers, but there's just little things we can do, right? <laughs> I love it. And I couldn't agree with that more. I think if we could all as adults, right? And I have, obviously, as you know, she's probably going to pop through this room in any, any minute, but Sophia, who is five, that her whole entire life, she is consistently asking me all day, every single day, mommy, can we play? <laughs> mommy, can we, mommy, let's play all day, every day without hesitation. There is, and she finds magic in every single moment. And she's able to literally be fully present. Right. And as adults, I feel so many of us, we lose sight of that. We forget about it. It becomes less important due to whatever new belief system we've taken or whatever pressure we're putting on ourselves or whatever else. So you have also inspired me and Sophia, I hear her back there, uh, to play more. And, and even like you just said with music, music is, I feel like one of the greatest ways we can tap into our soul. And it's also something that's incredibly calming for our brain. And I know that that's really good to be able to have a calm brain so we can be more present when we have to focus on learning something like music or even just listening to music or dance. Um, we're fully focused. So we're in the moment. And that is, if we can find and be more playful with that, oh my gosh, I think that that's going to help us tap into finding that soul life again. Now, what would you say to someone who, cause I, I know this, I have right now my wave community that, you know, and um, you'll hopefully be a special guest with us soon. And right now I consistently get the same, uh, the same comment when it comes to this is 
people get really feeling overwhelmed. And so for the overwhelmed, you know, perfectionist overachiever who's running a million miles a minute, obviously we can say, okay, slow down and take a breath, which I think we say all the time, but is there anything else that you in this soul life balance that you can suggest to someone that's like, man, I want all this. And I'm just, I don't even, I'm just feeling so overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm happy you went there. I'm going to answer that in just a second, but I did want to touch on, um, yeah. Sophia is absolutely incredible. I'm not just saying it because it's your podcast or anything like that, but she like, you know, a lot of times we hear that children are teachers, you know, and there's something special about her specifically. Like she, like we use the words tapped in, you know, like yeah. that girl is <laughs> tapped in for sure as a teacher. And another thing I wanted to mention too, is like, in spirituality, so many people talk about doing the work, or maybe it's just like personal or what I call soul development and doing the work usually refers to like, did I meditate today? Did I journal? Did I do this, 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 this? And then it turns into this checklist and it defeats Mm -hmm. the whole purpose. And that's uh, always been something that resonates with me. And I think a lot of people miss the boat because they approach their their better, the betterment of their mental health through a checklist, you know, and that's, that kind of goes in line with this feeling of overwhelm, you know, how can I kind of slow down? It may be counterintuitive, but when I went through the transformational breath work or transformational, what is it? Transcendental meditation Mm -hmm. course, I'm getting things mixed up. Um, They mentioned how there's studies that show that when you meditate in the afternoon, you're going to come back and feel more alive, prepared, things like that. I don't know the exact adjectives they use. I forget, but that's why so many corporations have brought in mindfulness to the office because people are grinding so much. And then, you know, what do we do? We reach to our caffeine or something like that around right. two o'clock for that crash. And then we just try to go through it. Well, studies have actually shown that if you actually take a break from it, and you meditate, then you come back, you're going to be more productive. So I do think whether it's meditation or something else, that is the best way to, to go um, or to approach overwhelm. And I'll speak with the guitar, for example, like I've been practicing uh, like this new little riff I've been working on. I'll keep going over it. I'll go over it. Then if I pause, take a few deep breaths, just step away, then come back like even just 30 seconds or a minute later or a few minutes later, all of a sudden when I come back, it comes out of me the first time. And I'm like, oh, isn't that interesting? So it is counterintuitive, but adding more breaks in will actually be more productive Um, So I I definitely think that is extremely important. Yes. More breaks. Okay. More playtime. I love this. Even just in this short 20-ish minute conversation that we're having right now, um, celebrating your book, really what you're dropping is so many gems that I think every single person right now could really benefit from. More playtime, more breaks, connecting to your soul and figuring out what the heck that is by even just as simple as stepping out in nature, taking a few deep breaths, asking yourself, reflecting where you are, who you are, what do things mean to you? And then the fact that now you have this book out, Sam, this book can help so many people support on their journey 
to diving into creating their soul life balance. And I just want to thank you so much for being not just a dear friend of mine that I love, but someone who inspires me consistently to tap into those, those moments that are magical in life. And this book literally could not, I feel like come at a more perfect time than right now, knowing the mental health crisis that's going on, knowing how many people are questioning their own life, their own work choices, their own relationship, whatever it may be. Um, and you know, the fact that you and I in some way, shape or form are working towards enhancing people's well-being, you know, one step at a time, one inspiration at a time, one love, kindness, whatever at a time. So is there anything else that you want to get into before we wrap this one up? There's some other thoughts I had and I tried to remember what they were, but they they're gone now. So yeah, it's all good. Well, we're going to have you come back. Um, and I would love to have you as a guest for the wave family so we can really just dive into, and hopefully that can be a book on our book club. Nice. Uh, so it'd be great to have you. And then let's, let's do something soon. Let's play more really to everyone that's listening, watching right now, take a moment for yourself today and decide on at least just one simple thing you can do that is playful. I can say just like Sam, I started playing uh, the ukulele during the pandemic. And although I am not the most proficient ukulele player, I now can actually play full songs and I can basically read the music and play along with the Sunday Capitola crew. So it's really awesome what happens when we make more time for play. Yes, exactly. It's not like we're, we need to perform and be great. It's a creative outlet. That's why I want to say it's so important for us to find ways to express ourselves. And one thing that I did notice through finishing the book was I really dedicated myself to continuously like write. And yes, I podcast and I have a bunch of different, I've had so many different creative outlets and many people listening do, but at a certain point, not that we hit a plateau, but it starts to become a little bit easier. So we also need challenges. You know, I think um, exploring and pushing ourselves to the edges creatively also helps us to feel more fulfilled. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So get the playtime. And also, like you said, I love that you said that if it starts to seem too easy, do something to change it up a little bit. Maybe start singing, maybe start dancing you know, have fun. Yeah. Um, well, Sam Kabert, thank you so much for being here for everyone that's listening right now. Be sure to go follow his Instagram, which I believe is at Just, Sam Kabert. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Okay, great. I mean, uh, so you, you have your Instagram, you've got your podcast soul seekers, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. The, the be best place to connect is a uh, soul life balance book dot com it's kind of lengthy i also have samkabert.com that has everything thank you for joining me here at what's the word follow us on social media with the links on the screen and don't forget to like and share with your friend your support helps us grow and continue to make inspirational content see you next time on what's the word